The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 18, where we are covering partnerships and collaboration. I'm super stoked about this episode because it is my first dual guest episode. That's right. I have two amazing lady bosses on here. It's going to be a super fun episode. Let me tell you, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, awesome. Either way, we would love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we absolutely adore hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe. Now get ready to laugh and learn so, so much from these women. It's truly going to be a great episode. Hey y'all, I am super pumped to share these guests with you today. Brie and Thais are co-founders of the Amplify Collective and are totally killing it. How are y'all doing today? Hi, we're good. We're excited to be here. Woohoo! Awesome. Y'all are my first two guest show, so um, <laughs> so it'll be really fun. Uh, so go ahead and just kind of dive into a couple of details about y'all and your business. So we met just about a year ago and totally created our business on accident. Uh, Thais was new to LA and ended up deciding to throw an event. And the day before her event, she got food poisoning and called me and said, I don't know what to do. Uh, Can you take over? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I went in and and co-hosted and she came down for a little bit, even though she was sick. And uh, I'm a trooper, you know what I mean? Like, I commit to things. (laughs) So after the first one was so good, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, we have to do this again. And so we did it again and again and again. And all of a sudden, we'd hosted, like, so we started, our first one was in August. In April is when we kind of really sat down and we're like, we have a business together. And what does it look (laughs) like to be business partners? And are we committed to actively growing this business together because we each have individual businesses as well. And so if we're committed to doing this business together, what does it look like? What is our, what are our goals? Like then really starting being purposeful about it. Um, but we saw a huge deal of success between August and April before we actually decided to start taking it seriously. Yeah. That's pretty incredible though, that you just kind of like, grew into it. And then you're like, Hey, this is actually what's happening right now. We're, we're in a business. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into what we're going to be talking about for the majority of the time, which is a system for partnerships. I'm like super jazzed about this. Uh, so kind of talk about, uh, what y'all's business was like before you implemented the system. And, um, then we'll kind of go into the actual system. Yeah, we have various systems that we now use that is so instrumental to our success. Uh, But before we implemented them, it was just a lot of texting and phone conversations continuously. I mean, not that we don't do that now, but it was always like, did you do this? Did you do this? Texting each other, like reminders of what to do, which then Mm. was lost in the shuffle. And then we would forget. And then it felt like we had to be constantly reminding each other Mm -hmm. and like, we're not 
we're not each other's managers, we're not each other's bosses, we're co-founders. And so having, you know, one person continuously remind you, it just doesn't feel good. And it's not the best way to be spending your time and your energy. And uh, because, yeah, because we were growing this thing and we're, we're fully committed to seeing its success, we knew that we had to put some things into place, make it easier for ourselves to be in alignment with our goals and our vision, and that we could, you know, be taking action from that place of alignment without constantly having to remind each other. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, there's so many ways to communicate, especially if you have a team. There's email, there's text, there's phone, there's Skype, there's Asana, there's whatever everybody else is using. So it's like good to kind of hone in on on how to best make it streamlined so that you aren't missing chunks of information. So exactly. Totally get that. So then kind of what finally drove you to put a process in place? I mean, it was really in April when we decided to start taking this seriously. And, um, you know, because each of us run our own businesses as well, we needed to streamline it. Like Mm. our business model for this business has always been stupid easy. How can we put, you know, the, the minimal amount of effort and create the highest impact in what we're doing? And so we just want to make sure that we're not doubling our efforts in one area or that, you know, I'm feeling like I'm having to micromanage Thais or constantly check in about what's going on and what's happening and all of these things. So that was really, once we started taking it seriously and we were like, this is a business. It's not just one event a month. It's not just a hobby. It's like, this is a business. And if we're going to be serious about it and we have these, you know, goals and impacts that we want to make, then we have to be smart about how we're spending our time because we also have to divide our time into each of our own businesses as well. Well, and you know, in in partnership, it's so important that you're both equally committed and you're spending an equal amount of time because we would feel resentful if one person was spending, let's say, 40 hours a week on Amplify while the other person was spending five hours. And so we had to figure out a way to manage our tasks and manage the things that had to get done. So we both felt that we were contributing equally and that the other person was as committed as we I was or she was. Yeah, that's that is really, really important because a lot of that resent piece like that can creep up like. Oh, yes. (laughs) So I mean, we talk to a lot of partners or people who want to become in partnership. And that's the one of the biggest. uh, What is it? Worst case scenarios or, Mm -hmm. or like traumas that people have in partnership is I got into this partnership. Everything was great at the beginning. And then there was bitterness, there was resentment, there was lack of communication, I was more committed than she was, she was more committed than I was, things fell through the cracks, we didn't have the tools to figure out how to do this, and so now we don't talk to each other anymore. Yeah, and that's the worst, (laughs) that is the worst. (laughs) We're we're basically not willing to let that be our story, and so we knew that in order, because we're friends on top of being business partners. So in order for us to like each other, <laughs> like each other and yep. have a really solid relationship on a personal level and on a business level, we had to have some sort of like agreements and processes in place. Well, and I'll add just one more thing before we move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Brie and I just shared this last night at a panel that we were on. Our business is so fast paced. We are just so ambitious we get so much done like things are moving so quickly that if we're not fully in sync if we're not fully aligned with what we want and what we're doing then our business falters and we have seen that to be the case if there's a any sort of lack of communication or resentment or something that's getting in the way of our free flow of communication and energy 
our business falters and we don't have time for that. We don't have time to be, yeah. you know, constantly stressing out about the other person. We have to be in flow. We have to be in alignment. And these systems that we put in place has absolutely been instrumental in that. All right. Well, with that, let's go ahead and walk, go ahead and walk us through the steps um, that you took to kind of create the right process for y'all to work together so smoothly. So I think one of the main things that we did was in April when we actually started taking this seriously, we <laughs> scheduled. <laughs> I, April it sounds so bad. Like such a big month. <laughs> it sounds bad. Like we were totally just screwing around for the whatever six months beforehand. But like when we actually committed to going forward with this in a really powerful way, we scheduled a founders weekend and mm. the two of us went out of town. We got an Airbnb in Carmel. And we took nice. time to really, um, we had a road trip, so we had plenty of time in the car and <laughs> yeah. we started opening up really intense discussions. And we essentially, we joke, you know, we wrote a partnership agreement. We call it our prenup. And <laughs> we like, we wrote a prenup about yeah. what does it look like to be in partnership together? And so yeah. some of the things that we put in this prenup were our purpose. What is the purpose of our business? Why are we even doing this? What's our workload structure? So, you know, the things that Tice takes care of versus the things that Bree takes care of. Um, our operations, who takes care of the Stripe payments? You know, who takes mm. care of the MailChimp account? Who manages the, the iTunes and the podcast and all of the things? And then like, you know, who oversees the interns and how does HR work? Who's taking care of the hiring and the firing? Who's doing the finances, the events, all of that stuff? And then little things like, do we each have set work hours? What happens if Thais wants to take a vacation for a week? Does she still get paid? Like what, all of those things that are conversations that you have to have that a lot of people don't have before they start a business. Nope. Things like when we do intellectual property stuff, if we have a photo shoot for Amplify, Am I allowed to use those photos for myself and my business? Because technically they're property of Amplify. Mm. Um, do we own any property together? What's our compensation? Um, if one of us passes away, what happens to that share of the business? If I want to exit the business, what happens? Does Thais get first dibs at my share or can I just go out and sell it to the bum on the corner? Like it's really all of these conversations that so many people don't have and then they mm. bump up against these things and they're not in agreement, but they haven't had the conversation. So they don't have a system in place. And then what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even things like we have, uh, we have a few people on our board of directors. And so if we are not in agreement about something and we can't come to an agreement, what is the system to resolve it? Wow. Yeah. So we sat down and I mean, it's a big document and it's not even done yet. We haven't even finished it, but like, it was really important for us to sit down and get on the same page about those things. I mean, and how did you come up with all of those scenarios? Like, how can you, was it something you Googled? Like, right. yeah, we found like the essential elements of business partnership agreements Gotcha. And then we just started diving into each and every one. And then technically we'll have an attorney review it at some point just right. to kind of support us. Um, but but uh, I think the most important part was just having those conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like how much would we be willing to 
buy off Amplify? Like if someone came and offered us a million dollars, like is that enough for us to buy out our company or not? It's just these, and, and like how do we handle disputes? Like if we are deadlocked and we do not agree, like how do we handle it? Like what do we do? It's these little things that, just talking about it, not even writing, like writing it down, yes, but not even having it be a formal agreement can just help you and your partner get into clear expectations. And expectations are everything in a relationship. 100%. Yeah. So then, of course, once we did that, then some of the other systems and processes were super easy. Like after having those kinds of conversations, the other processes are just like laughably easy. They're just yeah. so simple. <laughs> So then we set up things like, you know, we work together typically one day a week, but that leaves a whole six days where we're not together. And yes, we're in almost constant communication, but, um, you know, who's delegating responsibilities, especially this summer, we had four interns. So how do we make sure that they're all getting their work done and have the correct assignment? So we um, started using Asana, which we really love. Yeah. My favorite part is the little unicorns that fly across the screen after like, that you've done something. <laughs> it's like the best feeling ever. <laughs> but, um, but just in general, I mean, each of our interns had a login. We could go in and yeah. assign them their week's worth of duties and then just like not have to worry about it. And then Thais and I are in communication. She can assign something to me. I can assign something to her. We can. It's just so easy when you're working remotely to stay in alignment. Mm-hmm. 100%. So. Yeah, I'm sure that Asana piece is good, especially with the four interns. I mean, I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I can just email them this assignment. But then inboxes look crazy or, you know, Things go to some lost. random folder somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, just just keep it all in the hub. I, I call Asana my hub. But um, and, you know, having everything in one place is like so key when you have even from when it was just me, it was important. Now, you know, having other people in there, it's like, all right, keep it in Asana. If you email me, I won't answer. That's what I tell them. I'm like, I will not answer. So I love it. You know, like don't That's even amazing. try. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing that we I have installed too is we do a weekly CEO meeting. And that's where every Monday at 10 a.m. we have a meeting and it's our founders meeting. So we talk about the big picture stuff. We talk about are we totally in alignment right now with our partnership? Is there anything we need to clear? Is there any miscommunications, you know, so that we can get our energies back in sync? And then it's what's our focus of the week? What's our focus for the month, for the quarter, for the year? It's so important to touch base with your goals every single week because if Brie has a focus of increasing membership and I have a focus of selling the event, our energies are diffused and it's not as powerful than if we were both focusing on the same thing. And so our CEO meetings, we go into Asana together, we assign tasks for our interns together and it's a little tedious, but it goes a long way because then we don't have to go back and forth later in the week, making sure that we're clear on what's coming up this week. That is great. How long do those meetings last? Uh, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Depending. We get sidetracked really easily, though. That's one of the problems. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at this cute meme I found on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we got to really leave room for that. Well, it's important to have boundaries, too. It's like, yeah. okay, we're having our meeting, both of us putting our cell phones down, mm-hmm. really only being focused on this right now. Let's just blow through this meeting, and then we can have fun with the puppies and the kitties and the memes and the Instagram. Well, and because we do it every week, it doesn't. it's not that long. Like yeah. If it were once yeah. a month, then it would probably be an hour, an hour and a half to get through everything. But because it's weekly, yeah. we tend to 
talk so much over the week anyway that it's not like this big catch up of things. It's That's it's true. a quick like centering alignment. This is good. Or what are we doing this week? Boom, boom, boom. Let's get it done. Yeah, I love that. That's super awesome. I, I think it is important because a lot of people do want to have partnerships, whether it's joint ventures or or, you know, just collaborations or whatever else and having those conversations. It's like, I mean, so many people, I guess, undervalue communication, which is fascinating to me. Uh, But it's like, just get it out of the way. And then you have it written down or you have it set off somewhere. And you can reference it when it's necessary instead of being reactive when something goes down it's like oh crap we should have talked about this several months ago or years ago so um I think that's good that you guys had that standard of okay we're we're taking it seriously in April April's a big month uh (laughs) and you know we're gonna like do this thing and you also didn't take offense to it because I feel like sometimes people like will be like oh like let's have all these hard conversations and like you don't trust me and it's like no like these are just conversations that we need to have. Um, and people freak out about, you know, contracts or like all that stuff or having legal anything. And it's like, no, that's protection just yep. for everybody. Um, yeah. And should yeah, be we taken have, personally. We have a pretty strong rule that we don't really take anything personally. Like oh, even if, you know, I do something to piss Thais off, like, neither of us takes it personally because it's not about the other person. Like it's not about that. So even if, you know, I do something to trigger her, if she does something to trigger me, we always see it as an opportunity for us to deepen our spiritual practice and our understandings with ourselves and our communication with one another. So even if, you know, one of us does something to piss the other person off, we just open up communication around it and we talk through it and we, clear. I mean, we had a conversation last night. Like we, it just happens all the time when you're in partnership with another person, it's never going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns all day, every day. But the important thing is not what happens. It's how the two of you come together to support one another, have that talk and resolve it. And we are constantly making sure that we're supporting one another. And like Thaisa said, in alignment and all of those things, it's so important. Well, and you know, what's interesting is that I trusted Brie more after the partnership agreement because Mm. we had these hard conversations and we were able to come to an understanding about our positions. And I learned so much more about her and how she thinks and how she processes things and information. So for me, that process alone of developing that prenup was a huge increase of trust and collaboration and partnership. And it's not, we don't enter an agreement like our prenup because we don't trust each other. We enter it because we trust each other so much and we want to nurture and take care of that. And so why not create these systems that allow our relationship to succeed? 100%. And that's a good way to look at it for sure. Now we're going into the last two questions, which apparently are my audience's favorites. And they're, I mean, every, (laughs) like everyone, I mean, I like them too, but, um, what was your best financial investment in business? So I don't, we haven't actually talked about this, so I'll give my answer. And then if Thais might have a different one, but for me, um, we just recently hired one of our interns and 
I, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's like all the little things that we could do, we have done before. We're not afraid of doing them. No. I mean, I think that's the important part about hiring someone. Mm. Like a lot of people hire people because they don't want to be caught dead doing that task. And it's like below them. Mm. And part of being an entrepreneur is making sure that you are not above any task. Right. Part of being an entrepreneur is doing it all. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> the selling, the, every element of your business, you need to be intimate with it before mm. you outsource it. Anyway, yeah. keep going. So our intern is doing things like, like taking care of the scheduling for our podcast. And every Thursday, she emails the podcast guests to let them know that their thing, upcoming episode with the graphics and all that stuff. And she books all of our venues for us and she coordinates all of the logistics. She gets all of our sponsors to make sure that they're delivering everything for the events. She sends thank you notes the day after our events to all of the sponsors. She gets, I mean, awesome. it's like all of this little stuff that takes so much time. And it got to the point where like Thais or I taking the time to do that was actually losing us money. Yep. So by hiring this girl, we're actually saving money because it would yeah. cost us more to do it ourselves. And you should just see how different Brie is. I mean, she used to like have her hair sticking up and stress, <laughs> and now she's all laughing, and she looks like she's lost like 20 years of her oh life. <laughs> I mean, these little things can be such uh. a headache because Oh, it's just like being on Eventbrite and creating this, the copy every single time and the images on the Facebook event. And we yeah. host like four events a month. And it's just a lot of yeah. these tiny details. And it just feels so good to have someone else do them. Yeah. And then we also just hired someone to write all of our social media copy for us. So she's writing mm -hmm. all of our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter content, um, which is great. And she's a huge one looked at me yesterday and she's like, our Amplify account gets way more traffic on Instagram than either of our accounts. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> I know, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. It's a win-win in any way, right. but yeah, it <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I would agree. I think that those two investments were so crucial for us and it, it, we couldn't have made those decisions a year ago. It was important mm -hmm. for us to have gone through the process of doing our own social media, of doing our event brights. Like we had to go through that. And now that we're in a place that we can outsource that, we have so much more time in our hands. We're not, we're, the time that we spent on Amplify has increased and decreased. The, the amount of time we spent doing the minutiae things have decreased, but the, mm -hmm. the time that we now have to brainstorm all the epic things that we want to create has increased and that is where we're, our genius lies. Right. And so it feels good to be in that zone of genius more often. Yes, yeah. zone of genius is like my word of all words. Like, well, it's technically three, but it's <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like just my heaven is just like, oh, if I could, you know, just get more people to be more in their zone of genius through systems, then like that I'm good. I can lay my head down and sleep well. So I love it. Totally get it. Uh, and then what was your worst financial investment in business? I don't know if we've had one yet. So we That's have good. managed to like up until now, I think that our monthly expenses have been around, I mean, they've been like under $500 a month. Wow. So well, I can say like a decision. It's not the worst, but a decision that we made that we ultimately rescinded that we oh, kind of went back on. Oh, that's a good one. So, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, oh, good. Uh, so when we were first starting with these dinner parties every month, and we were finding traction, 
we sat down and we created our plan for growth. And, you know, serving 14 women a month at our dinner parties is not a movement. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. And as much as we love these 14 women, we wanted to scale. Yeah. And so the way that we decided to scale at that time was to go to different cities. We were going to take our dinner party concept, which was leading to like four months sold out, you know, four months ahead selling mm -hmm. out. So clearly they were working. So we're like, okay, we're just going to take it to different cities. And we're going to take it all along the western seaboard, like all, you know, California and all there. And then we were going to spread to the east. And it was just going to be this amazing big thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we brought on two fabulous women in Seattle to start off our first amplified dinner experience in Seattle because Brie lived there for seven years. So she has oh, a nice. great experience there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, we spent a lot of time and energy creating the marketing materials for these women. Mm -hmm. So all they had to do really was rally their community and host the dinner. Mm -hmm. So their time and investment was very low, whereas yep. our time and investment was higher because yep. we were doing all of the push. Yep. Uh, and we did that for how long? Six Well, our months? initial agreement with them was six months. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We so committed we, to six months. We committed to six months. I mean, that's how Brie and I usually make a decision. Like, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it for at least six months. And in six mm -hmm. months, if we like it, we continue. And if not, then we stop. But, um, nice. yeah, and so it, was a lot, it wasn't, like, a worse financial investment. But it was a time investment. It was a, mm -hmm. a commitment to spreading to a new city. And they just did not get the traction that we did. There were, mm. there, the number of women that were showing up for dinner parties was not the same uh, energy or the same caliber, not the same enthusiasm. And yeah. uh, in, in April, when we sat down and we decided, you know what, this is really good. Like, we want to really make this into a thing. We both got this amazing download individually, and we came together to start a membership for women in LA and create a community. And now that's a movement, right? Like, that's something mm -hmm. we can leverage, and uh, the bigger, the better. And so because we decided to do a membership, um, we shut down Seattle uh, in yeah. July. And uh, it was a tough decision. I mean, we love the ladies up there, and we really yeah. were excited to see it spread. But it just, was, it just wasn't working. And now we're, we're looking to spread our membership in 2018, you know, to different cities, New York, blah, blah, blah. But we're really committed right now to doing what we do really good in L.A. first. Yeah, it's yeah. Tice and I both are very purposeful in um, believing about focus oh, versus, yeah. like she said before, diffusing our energy. So we are really, really laser focused in L.A. right now. And we are serving our community here um, really powerfully with four events a month. And we feel like spreading our energy to other cities right now would actually be counterproductive, even though it would look like growth it actually wouldn't be resulting in the kind of growth we want in order to sustain our business. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's good to take those checks because yeah, even, you know, time investment is an investment. And so yeah. you got to check yourself because sometimes you're spending time on something that isn't working. And a lot of people are like, but I already invested six months of work, so I have to make it work. And it's like, well, you know, let's actually dive deep into this and see if it is a continual worth of time. So, and that's, one thing, like Tice and I are not afraid to stand up and be like, we're wrong. We've changed mm -hmm. our mind. This isn't what we thought it was going to be. And we've decided to do something else. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I said I was going to do this. So now I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And we are not afraid to be like, 
whoops, whoops, we changed our mind. I mean, it was something simple happened where um, I had this brilliant idea of creating, because we schedule out our events like four to five months in advance. And so yeah. I was like, why don't we create all the Facebook events in our Facebook group um, five months out? And then we don't have to worry about creating them every month. Yep. And so when I did, when we did that though, we didn't realize that every woman in the group would be invited to every single event every time we had an, the event was created. Mm. So these women got like 30 notifications of all oh of these events. Half of them was for the membership and they weren't a part of the membership. And then some of them got pissy. Like, why are you inviting me? You know, like right. upset because we like bombarded them. And you know, Brie was like, you know what? We tried this and it didn't work. We didn't know it was going to happen this way. We truly apologize for not having it happen again. And we give ourselves total permission to experiment. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're not apologetic about that. Like, yeah, okay, it sucks you got the, you know, 30 notifications. But, mm -hmm. like, it's ultimately not that big of a deal. Right. Exactly. So, well, it has been such a pleasure having you all on the podcast. Where can people find you online? Uh, they can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Amplify Co. And our website is the Amplify Collective.com. Nice. And give um, your podcast name as well. So our podcast is Be Amplified. So people can find it at bit.ly, B I T dot L Y slash Be Amplified. Oh, easy enough. Well, thank you so much again, guys, for coming on the show. I really, uh, I really had a great time. Thank, thank you. you for having us. So much fun. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week, and I'll see you on the next episode.